Hello. Hello. I'm Craig Fields. And I'm still David Long. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast. Now, we've gone out of our way to see all the films in the c- cinema. Not quite. Not quite. Not for a very, <laughs> very, very long time. A, a, about a year and a half. And actually, we're a little bit ropey here. We've got a, we've got a script in front of us, which neither of us are following. Uh, <laughs> got a little bit off piece. <laughs> yeah, no, it has um it has been a while, uh, Craig, but it is an honor and a delight to be back behind the microphone with you. It sure is lovely um, to be in your parents' loft. Well, yeah, we are essentially in my parents' roof. Um where funnily enough, we used to spend many of our teenage year drinking and f- fun and frivolity happened up here. Tea, coffee. I don't think I ever drank tea or coffee up here. Did we watch the World Cup up here once? Yeah. Uh, All the Euros. We watched a football game. I can't remember much. We were smashed. Well, I was anyway. I don't remember, but the room room feels smaller. Um, Because we're bigger, I think. (laughs) We're we're older. I'm certainly larger. Uh, Well, well, certainly. Uh, I'm also large, so... But you've lost a couple of pounds. Well, I'm... The, 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 it's funny, isn't it, how things change but nothing changes. So I'm back on a diet. Um, <laughs> Are you back on regular, Tinder and Bumble? Uh, and we can talk about hinge that. And regular old listeners um, who we're going to thank and shout out um, will know that I was on many diets and many things happened. So just to update you, I am back on a diet. I have lost nine pounds in the last three to four weeks, which I think is a good healthy weight, two to three pounds a week sort of-ish. Can um, we can we share how much you weigh, or is that too personal? Now, I mean, if you want to know, yeah, I'd love to know, but I don't know if you want j- to share j- that with the rest I of don't, the world. Doesn't bother me at all. Just over seventeen stone. That's not bad. Um, how much did you weigh previously? Well, just under eighteen. So, <laughs> how much have you weighed before that? I've never been higher than that, oh, uh, and I have actually almost essentially to the day uh, a month smoke free, and I'm hoping this time this will be the last time. That I how many times have you quit? Uh, so I've been sober five years and three months, and I must have quit smoking six or seven times. Can we just applaud the fantastic nature of the fact that you are sober for how many years again? Five years, three months. And the great thing about edit and the post edit, you can put some clapping in the background. I know how hard it is to edit, so I'm going to give you extra work there. Yeah. <laughs> I need to edit this from here <laughs> before I go home and sleep because there's been a lot of changes in my life. Yes, no, I, I, I must say, I need to ask, firstly, it's bloody lovely to see you. It's nice to be behind the mic with you. I did That's see a, you last week. I know, but we're here talking and this is totally unscripted. We, we haven't done this in a while. Um, <laughs> as as it can, should be, unscripted. Well, yeah, but, but we always had a structure, you know, welcome to the podcast. And this, this week we'll be reviewing Jurassic Park Dominion. It stars these people and we were robotic. And Did we, did we ever, rec- did we ever record an episode where we reviewed Jurassic Park Dominion? No, um, but I can review it now. Gone. It's awful. Oh. And it's not worth it. I can hear rain. Well, yeah, it is raining. That's why. Um, no, so we can talk a bit more about me later. But you, my friend, this has probably been, I don't want to put your words in your mouth, the most unbelievable, crazy, fantastic couple of years of your life, but particularly the last six months. It's been a roller coaster of a ride. And it's it's not been the last six months. It's been the last five months because we totally got the date wrong. <laughs> 
<sighs> uh, I, I, well, well, it, well, it depends. It is six months, but it's five months from the date. We're into the sixth month. Yeah, so it was five months, not six months. Um, so I got married, as some of you may already have been aware. Some of you may have even attended. Um, on the 1st of October 2022, please note, that down because if I need reminding, you can email me in the week before. That will give. I you, pro- I will remember it. You're a smart man. I am. I can use mobile phones. The first of the month. That wasn't a mistake. That was a very Craig thing to do because that is impossible to forget. Yeah, I mean there were various other reasons why we we did the first of the month. But don't lie. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. But um, no, I I I yeah. So I got married to to the wonderful Charis Fields. Charis Fields, yeah. yeah. Um, That's how marriage works. It do, well, it do, no, it's no. Don't ever assume that that you know the other person is going to take the last name. Okay, all right. Let me let me play PC ball here. Um, that's how marriage traditionally, work. traditionally, traditionally works. That's the. But word. I understand that some women do not like to give up their name, and as is their right. But yeah. you know, what would have happened? I mean, I mean what, could I have taken? Her name? I don't know. Legally, I have no idea. Of course you can. Can you? Yeah. Well, you learn something new every day. Yeah. So that was great. That was a lovely wedding. You were there. I was. I was also a witness. I witnessed things. You witnessed signatures. I signed a document you that did. I didn't read. You didn't? Um, oh, I read it thoroughly, yeah. Oh. There was, there was, there was <laughs> certainly some terms and conditions that you needed to adhere to. You know? No, no, I, I read it. I read it. Oh, I um, did. That was, that was marvellous. Um, you're also in a new line of... I mean, I, Actually, Charis, shout out to Charis. She's an amazing woman. I love her dearly. Um, thank you for giving me your husband this evening. Um, <laughs> I was wondering r- where you were going. With <laughs> <laughs> um, other things, you you aren't just a married man. You're a you're a, you're always a working man. You're a new working man. Yeah, I'm now um, a, an an employed man at a charity. Uh, this is a wonderful charity called Greenfingers Charity, and Greenfingers put wonderful beautiful, well-made gardens into children's hospices across the country. It's a national charity. And on the 24th of March is Garden Relief Day. So that's Garden, re, R-E, leaf, R-L-E-A-F. I've got to spell that right. So essentially this is a leaf pun, re-leaf, leaf as Exactly. It's a very, it's a pun. It's a pun. Um, so Garden Relief Day is our national fundraising day and there are lots of events happening across the country and it's a, a massive fundraising day. So if you want to find out more, go to greenfingerscharity.org.uk and um, I am the events and digital fundraiser. So if you want any um, any, any anything to do with mm. fundraising, get in touch and um, I can help you out. Um, that's a little plug for Greenfingers because why not? You're going to be coming, hopefully. I'm hoping to. I really would like to come. Um, I'm just trying. Persu- I'm just trying to persuade the great and glorious mothership um, <laughs> to join me on this venture. Yeah. So one of the fundraising events that's happening is a walk in um, a sponsored walk, I guess, or a fundraising walk um, on 24th of March from Tring, and it's a 10 mile or a 20 mile walk. You've signed up for the 20 mile walk, haven't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Or was, that, or was I supposed to say yes? No, no, no. You don't have to say anything. I, mean, um, I I'm trying to. Well, look, I will walk as far as I need to to raise money. That'd be great. So you are doing it then? Well, I, like I said, I would like to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
again, I don't know if you want the real answer or if we're... Uh, I, I want an answer. Yeah, no, no I, I would very much like to do it. Yeah, no, but I, you can, I, be... I need to confirm it with my mum. You know that. Yes. So if you can join us, that would be amazing. It'd be a lovely day, and um, it's yeah, it's great. Going to be a great day all round. And then in other news, I, I don't want to feel like I'm talking about myself here all, all day long and whatnot, but it's a good update, I guess. We're moving house as well. We're selling a a flat. A, a flat is sold, I guess, and we found a house and we're buying the house. And we're going to hopefully be moving imminently, um, which means we won't be recording in this glorious loft space, which I must mm. add is actually really nice. Oh, it's a lovely comfortable, space. Comfortable, um, acoustically probably not great mm. for the podcast. However, it's a good space. We have a sofa. We're comfortable. We are comfortable. And we're ready to talk to you about film. Yes. And uh, in other news on me... Oh, go on, more news. I know, more more news. I don't sell air anymore. Um, oh, yeah, you've got a new job too. Yeah, in July 2022, I started working for a medical company. Uh, I, I now um, am involved with x-ray machinery and various devices that scan your bonal structure and skeletal structure. Um, and essentially, I look after our clients, which are the hospitals, and make sure that they're... Machines are kept in good order by managing a team of engineers with some colleagues who I love dearly, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. And yeah, life's pretty good. Obviously, still have my battles with mental health, but um, yeah, things are good. Guested a bit. I've been on a few podcasts and the radio a little bit and stuff like that. So still love the Oscars. We're going to talk about the Oscars. Um, but yeah, lo- love Craig, love the podcast, and it is honestly an honour to be back. So. Hopefully you, dear listener, and I've missed talking to you specifically, will enjoy what we're going to bring you. And what are we going to bring you, Craig? We have updates. We have more news. More news, yes. So, from today, we go forth (laughs) into a new era for the podcast. Between us, we shall endeavour to see as many films as we can and let you know what's worth seeing. The show will be a monthly event not to be missed. David and Craig are both bald and fraudulent, and no guarantees or promises have actually been made. This is not a legally binding contract, and for the mere price of nineteen ninety nine, you can be emailed a 197-page PDF document, which will tell you absolutely nothing. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> so yes, as you heard there, we are no longer doing the show in the same ways we used to. We we felt as our lives have changed, mm, new jobs yeah. appeared, li- you know, marriages and, and, and relationships change so does the podcast and we have to evolve with that to be able to bring you a show that is listenable is that Mm. even a word um listenable is definitely a word good a a listenable (laughs) enjoyable entertaining show Mm. that not only gives you factual knowledge gives you worthy material that you that you want to learn something but also gives you a, a great banter um i mean banter is something of the year 2009 that was banded about a fair bit what is it these days is banter allowed anymore? I don't know. It's been banned, hasn't it? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I in in all in all seriousness, I think we're. It's going to be more relaxed. It's certainly going to be more relaxed. It's certainly going to be a little bit less scripted. It's certainly going to be monthly, as we say. If we can do more in a month, we will. But we're going to see. As, yeah, we're I, going to try and see as many films as we can in the month. Um, it makes it easy easier for us in that sense because trying to cram in that many films in a yeah, week it was, was hard. difficult. It, it was. If we're both look, it was hard for me, and I'm a single man. For Craig, it was near enough impossible. Um, and actually, I'm delighted we're adapting the show and changing it because you're a married man now, and that makes me 
full of joy. Um, and, me too. And obviously your your dear <laughs> wife becomes before me. <laughs> but not just before you, it come, it, she comes before the podcast and come exactly uh, and know. rightly so yeah yeah and and it's not it's not something that um you know yeah i don't want to give up the podcast so this is us adapting it to be yeah, able to, to still have the enjoyable fun that we had previously just without you know the stress of trying to get to the yeah. cinema every evening and look i think it'll be interesting as well to talk about films we've both seen and you know chew the fat over that and also we can fill each other on on films we haven't both seen and yeah i'm obviously really looking forward to it and i think now as craig plays that traditional old jingle it's time to ease into today's uh, return episode where we will be talking all things film so this part of the show is where we're just going to have a little chat a little chat about I hope the films. So. It's a podcast. It is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to chat though about the films that we've seen over the last year, at least. I don't know if you've recorded, written down anywhere the, the films. No, you haven't. So I started a letterbox account properly mm. um, and was recording every single film that I saw throughout the year. I may not have kept up with it completely. Because oh, that's really frustrating. And I'll, I'll follow you on letterbox. It's it's amazing. So I did, you know, pretty much for the entire year of 2022, fill it in as as pretty well to be honest with you um mm. and i have seen some pretty impressive films and i want i want going to look back at the the month each month 12 months and just call up a couple of the films that i really enjoyed in each month so in january 2022 um i watched pig with nicholas cage yeah and i I really thought this is a career-defining performance from Nicolas Cage. What month was that? January 22. Now, I think it came out before that. Yeah, it did, because there was a... Briefly, if I may, sorry to interrupt, there was a, a real push campaign, hope that he would get an Oscar nom for that. Mm. Um, love to hear your thoughts. P- people said it was his best ever performance, essentially. Yeah, I I think it was. I think it was his best performance ever, to be honest with you. Um and yeah, just a, a film that I really, really loved from from January. There's there's a lot more here. Nightmare Alley, Boiling Point. Boiling Point was phenomenal. Did you mm. watch Boiling Point at all? I have seen Boiling Point. Um, it's with I forget his name, Scouser, Scouse guy. <laughs> well, um, our favourite dude. Is he our favourite dude? Stephen Graham. Oh yeah, so Steve, well I, I love Stephen Graham. I don't know if he's my favourite dude. Don't you remember like? we would talk about him in all the films that he's been in and he was always the main person that we'd call out. Even when he was just uh, yeah. a side character, we'd be like, his performance was amazing. And oh, yeah. his performance in Boiling Point. Stephen Graham is le- a legitimately superb actor that he is. is never given a bad performance. It's just when you said our favourite dude, I don't know if he's my favourite dude. Okay, well, uh, maybe dude wasn't the right word. That's he's, throwing he's, you off he's, a bit. He is an elite actor. He is and an underrated elite actor. And deserves awards recognition at some point. I believe... It's going back a while. I think it had BAFTA um, momentum and possibly nominations, but on, on off the cuff, I don't know. But it was a great performance and a great film. Mm. Really good film. So that was that was essentially January for me. I mean, there was West Side Story and the tragedy of Macbeth, which was amazing. I think we saw that together on the twenty third of January. Yeah, that's in um, the diary there. That was Oscars last year. It was best picture nomination. Denzel nominated. Uh, I wanted to see Catherine Hunter nominated. She never was. She was that lady that could contort herself. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, Unforgettable. Shakespearean background had been I, on... I'm sure we talked about it. Oh, we did. did, yeah. We, we did, did on Road to the Oscars, wasn't it? 
well, it would have most certainly been on road. I talk. I went to the London Film Festival to see it. Spoke about it a lot on Road to the Oscars. Um, I believed it should have won a, a cinematography Oscar. Uh, I thought it was a, a tremendous adaptation. And so, Denzel doing Shakespeare is literally elite stuff. Yeah. I mean, and moving on to February, though, I, I saw Belfast for the second time, so I'm pretty sure I saw that with you at the um, London Film Festival um, and loved it even the second time around. Just a wonderful Kenneth Branagh-directed, semi-biographical um, movie um, set in Belfast, obviously. Um, if you haven't seen that, seek it out. Really, really good. Studio 666, do you know what that is? I will be honest and say no. <laughs> so it was the film that um, the Foo Fighters starred in as themselves. And it was a film about them recording a studio album. Did this come out in the cinema? It did, and it was appalling. Oh. I abs- I love the Foo Fighters. Mm. Really, really love the Foo Fighters. Um, and uh, it was one of the worst films I had seen <laughs> probably that year, I'll be honest. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, let's have a look. The Duke I saw, that was brilliant, and that was in March. Ah, just going to call out a load of films and see if there's anything that pricks your ears a little bit. Um, 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 I watched the Beatles Get Back documentary on Disney+. Plus. I haven't seen that. Oh, but this box, keep this up, and I'll do the same as of today, because um, it will help us greatly. Um, so another Nicolas Cage film appeared in May, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Did that, you see that at all? Yeah, that that was. Uh, I mean, that that that, that that's a parody. I mean, oh, very much so. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you could class it as anything else. Well, it's a parody of. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wish we'd have reviewed that film. It, mm. it, uh, to be honest, it's a while ago. I mean, that was just. Well, yeah, it was what it was. So May May was a great month because in that month I saw t- a film twice. And it was everything, everywhere, all at once. Now, this is mm. the film that I text you on the day of seeing it. You, you and I told you, I called you and I said, this film is phenomenal. Mm. This film is definitely a best picture contender. Yeah. And as we'll probably talk about it later on, um, there's some good things to talk about, about Oscars. I'm sure that our listeners probably know that it's probably nominated for a best picture. Mm. I didn't. Um <laughs> You're a disgrace. <laughs> I am a disgrace. I haven't really been keeping up too well with the award season. You, you all know, as as listeners, I am not the awards expert. That's, that's Mr. Long here. But I'm not an expert either. The, the interesting thing is, is that you look at the films, you don't get caught up in the award season, and you can lose sight of the art of filmmaking and what films you liked when you get obsessed and sometimes overly obsessed with what awards it's winning, what people in Hollywood are saying, what the yeah. Rotten Tomatoes are saying. All I would say, and I did shout you out on Mike, Mike and Oscar on Tuesday, I distinctly, vividly remember Craig calling me, telling me he'd seen this film and telling me it was going to win Best Picture. Bear in mind that this was a time where I'd already seen the early betting market, very early, and it wasn't anywhere in it. So, stupidly, I said, Craig, look, I haven't heard anything about this really. You're probably wrong. Anyway, he wasn't wrong. There was a massive campaign movement sort of passionate plea on twitter about how good this film was suddenly it appeared in the betting it was 25 to 1 and essentially to sum up award season it is pretty much apart from bafta and we will talk more about this in the oscars bit it's just won everything everywhere all at once once. since (laughs) no literally um and i feel a fool because i'm the oscars expert not literally. That's another guy you can find on uh, on on Twitter and with brother bro. But um, <laughs> I literally I, <laughs> I claim to be the Oscars expert between us, and you called it, and that's what I like because you went in 
blind. You didn't know anything about the betting, but you just said, that's a great film. That could win Best Picture. And you were right. So congratulations. I and just, it will win Best Picture. And we'll talk about that later. I hope it does because... It's, I, it's as good as slam dunk lock as you physically can be. Excellent. Well, then came June, come June, um, Top Gun Maverick. That's the only film I saw in June, and I absolutely l- loved Top Gun Maverick. Mm. I, I liked the first film, but this one has something so much more, has so much more going for it. It has so much more depth to it. It has a lot more action, but it has a lot more emotion. And by the end of the film, we saw it again. I saw it again with you and mm. Charis in, in the wonderful Odyssey Cinema in St. Albans. And I, I cried. Mm. I cried for a second time, you know, as seeing it for the second time. I cried the first time as well. And Charis was crying as well. You you are made of stronger stuff, sterner stuff. I don't think you were I'm crying. I'm just dead inside. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. But, <laughs> but but I loved it. And I didn't think it was going to be a best picture contender. I thought, I thought Tom Cruise could be nominated for something, even producery maybe. And I think he has, isn't he? Uh, well, there's not an Oscar for producer. But... No, but there is something producery somewhere i don't know well there's i mean it's is it, 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 I, I, i'm not quite sure what the question is but what, what's top gun maverick been nominated for then? off the top of my head it, it's gonna win sound um it was nominated for uh best picture um it should have been nominated for cinematography but it got snubbed at the oscars uh i think off the top of my head it's got a, a, a handful of 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 nominations um, and it was legitimately seen as a Best Picture contender and is still about fourth, fifth favourite to win Best Picture. It won't win. I loved it, by the way. As a piece of cinema, it's an incredibly entertaining movie. Oh, it's superb. And it delivers on every front in that sense. And and I, I, I didn't see it as a Best Picture contender for, for one reason, and it's just, it's just Tom Cruise. Ah, yeah, well... I, th- I had him at five in my Oscar predictions. I thought he was going to get a Best Actor nom. And to slightly backtrack, it is second favourite to win editing. Um, it got nominated for editing at the Oscars as well. Hmm. Um, so it should... I don't think it will win editing. I think everything, everywhere, all at once will win that. But I do think it will win sound. Um, and it's also nominated, of course, for visual effects. So sound, visual effects, editing... It's interesting um, it's nominated for for visual effects. Oh, and my apologies, finally, original song. With... We're going in depth with Oscars, aren't we, well, already? No, I'm just saying, yeah, it's I great. Won't go, I won't go in depth in the Oscars section on Top Gun because we've sort of gone on here. Yeah, Hold My Hand, Top Gun Maverick, Lady Gaga. Great um, song. Who's So emotional. Who's not going to the Academy Awards, by the way. It was announced today. She's not going to perform live. Is she, is she shunning it? Well, I think, this is only my opinion, so don't sue me, um... Last year, she hit every precursor possible. SAG, Globe, Choice, BAFTA. No Oscar nom for House of Gucci. And I think, yeah, I think she's just not going. You know? Fair enough. She knows that she will add serious numbers to the Oscar telecast. Mm. They completely snubbed her for a performance that, look, on reflection, I know I said she'd win the Oscar. It wasn't an Oscar-winning performance. <laughs> you really did. But it did. was a damn good performance in House of Gucci in what was a pretty bad film. You really did back her. Well, I believe, and I stand by this, that A Star is Born is one of the best films I've seen in the last five years, if not the best. It was treated appallingly at the Oscars. It only took home original song, which mm. is a disgrace. That was a brilliant film. I think Cooper should have won. I think Gaga should have won. 
She then did a great film in House of Gucci where she was almost the glue that held it together mm. and she got snubbed. But yeah, so Top Gun there, you can see, I think I think it's got five Oscar noms. It will pr- probably win sound and it could win editing. It is, it's, in, it's interesting to actually talk about the Oscars at this stage as we're sort of talking about the, the year in film because obviously that goes hand in hand. It's good to see what films I've seen that have mm. been Oscar nominated and, and because I haven't really been keeping up with what has been nominated, it'd be interesting then to really hear yeah. what has been and as we do that Oscar recap. Um, so come... Um, I guess what year? What month was it? (laughs) (laughs) Where am I? Where am I? Who am I? Um, (laughs) Who am I? Johnny Depp, Savage, Dior, or whatever you have. You've seen that advert, haven't I? That's bizarre. Haven't I? Haven't you? Where he just stands in the desert and doesn't know who he is or where he is, and then they say, "Here's some aftershave." aftershave." Yeah, it's like that is a really odd advert. A lot of these perfume aftershave adverts are bizarre. But anyway, August is what I was trying to say. What happened to July? Uh, no, I didn't see any films in July, according just, to Letterboxd. You just don't, you didn't exist in July. Apparently but not. But I tell you what, it was hot though. Yeah, it was really hot. Like so 40 degrees you know, hot. calling down in the cinema to see a grand total of two films in, in August. And I saw Nope. Jordan Peele's probably... I'd love to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, going in depth in that, we probably won't, but it wasn't a great film. It was, it, it wasn't a fantastic film. It was an okay film. It's, the, he, it's his third film. Yeah. Mainstream. Yeah. It's his worst. I, I would tend to agree with you on that, unfortunately. Um, Jordan Peele, I love you. Oh, I, I know. I, you know, I love him as well. Um, Get Out should have done much better than it did at the Academy Awards, for example, and, and various other awarding bodies. Nope was bigged up and talked about. Definitely a film you want to see on the big screen. Daniel Kaluuya was great. I really didn't like that movie. I thought it was odd. Yeah, I think it's the, it was the premise and the story that really let it down in, in that instance, really. Um, I saw Fisherman's Friends, one and all, and we we loved the first film. We really loved the first film, Fisherman's Friends. And you know what? Equally, I loved the second film. Um, just a really great, feel-good British movie. Um, October, so we miss out September. Um, and I saw four films then, um, none of which are going to be Oscar nominated. I don't think Halloween ends. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris werewolf by night, which is, um, a Marvel Disney plus like short film, I guess. Um, black Adam. Um, yeah. Did you, have you seen any of those? Yeah. Um, Halloween ends. Um, I thought, let me, let me recap. I, I thought that was fairly awful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I gave it three stars on Letterbox. To be honest, I thought it was quite. The thing is, is for example, on a bit of a side tangent, Scream Six has just come out. Um, I don't know if it's out in the UK yet. My some of my friends in the states have certainly seen it, getting really good reviews, by the way. Um, but also some polarizing reviews, but predominantly good. And I, I just, I get so angry with you know for example scream halloween these franchises that have produced iconic films you can't deny that the original halloween is a cult classic and the original scream from the 90s again you know there's something about that that mask that phone call it's an iconic piece of cinema but it's like how long do you want to keep doing the same thing and toy story 4 didn't like in many ways, I'm happy they're doing Toy Story 5 because I thought 4 was a terrible ending. But again, the original Toy Story was now, like 25 plus years ago, 
how long do you keep doing something when does a good thing end um and it's it's it, all about money you, it, you know it that. is all about money and, and it, that's quite unfortunate but halloween ends was just it was just really poorly done wasn't it, it i i just remember walking out thinking that was pretty ridiculous um mrs harris goes to paris on the other hand was a brilliant british movie if again a feel-good film i saw it with my mum my dad was that my, in the cinema it was in the cinema yeah um it's about a, a 1950s London cleaning lady who falls in love with um, a, a dress by Christian Dior uh, and decides to gamble on everything to take herself to France to purchase this dress. Yeah. Um, and it was just such an uplifting, wonderful film. And it was a, a wonderful film to see with my mum and my dad, mm. Charis, and um, also my nan and granddad. And we saw it at the Odyssey and it was just an enjoyable experience all around, really. And, and a, certainly a, a, a fun film to see with those guys. Black Adam, on the other hand, what's going on with DC? Unbelievable. Um, James Gunn is now in charge of DC. Um, and I just I just felt by the time Black Adam came about, things were going badly. So to have James Gunn come back, come in. So James Gunn um, is known for doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and uh, he did a DC film as well. Can you remember which one? Suicide Squad. He remade Suicide Squad. This, yeah, and it was well, the second one. Yeah, so the remake. It was basically he started again, didn't he? Um, and he pressed reset on the Suicide Squad. And well, it was kind of a continuation, wasn't it? But it wasn't. It was like a reboot continuation. It was really was bizarre. That, was that, the, forgive me, was that the one with the giant starfish? It certainly was, yeah. yeah. That was awful. It, you thought it was awful, but it critically and um, and and... To, to an audience of DC fans, that it was thoroughly enjoyable. And on the back of that... Oh, it was awful. They've brought in James Gunn, the director, <laughs> to to now run the show at DC, at Warner Brothers. And Black Adam was Dwayne The Rock Johnson smashing stuff up, wasn't so it? So it was... He's like the equivalent to... Um, wasn't great, I, I have seen He's it. the equivalent to Shazam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. And in, in that universe. And it was just... It's just poor. It was yeah, I, it was really it was really poor. Average. But but Dwayne the Rock Johnson really has been wanting he'd been wanting to make that film for a really really long time, and he's been bigging it up, and I was so let down with that. Um, moving into November, however, on a flight, so we're into award season. We're now. into award season, and on a flight, well, let me clarify: when award season movies normally start to come out on a flight. Sorry, I on a flight to New York City, um, I watched a documentary called Val. Um, this is the self-taped documentary about um, Val Kilmer. And he basically, it's, it's a journey through his um, cancer diagnosis mm. um, and and trying to pursue a career and his life story. And it's probably one of, it was one of my favourite films of 2022. Um, it didn't come out in 2022. It came out in 2021, but I hadn't seen it. And I'm so glad I got to see it on that flight to New York. Um, mm. If you haven't seen it, please do um it's it's just awe-inspiring he's such an incredible he's just a he's just someone who was so keen to tell a story mm. and just tell a story about his own life he's done such a, a brilliant job in being able to capture that and put it on film so yeah seek it out um in november i also saw another one of my favorite films of the year it's living yeah what a film that is so yeah i saw that in um in october at the london film festival so bill nye mm -hmm. 
who there's going to be some Oscar talk about him in a bit. Mm. Um, but the, one of my favorite authors adapted the story and made, wrote the screenplay. And then mm. my, this author is Kazuo Ishiguro, um, the, the writer of the remains of the day and um, another book that I can't remember what it's called. It's literally gone out of my head. They made a film with Kira Knightley um, and Andrew Garfield in it. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, what was it called? Can you remember? Never let me go. That was what it was called. Um, really, really, really wonderful book, um, of a sci-fi twist. So Kazuo Ishiguro is a man who is, uh, he likes to mix genres up in some mm. ways, um, which he did with Never Let Me Go. And, um, I would say to great success with now with living, however, this is just, this is just awe inspiring in, in the sense that the way that the tone of this film has been captured and just one of my favorite films ever, I would say. I really, really, let's really, really. Let's not get carried it. away. I would say. Doing? Let's not get carried away. This is a personal, personal <laughs> preference <laughs> no, and no, personal no, no. opinion. On I would film. say um, definitely one, probably one of your favorite of the ever. Come on. Do you mean that? Would it get into your top 10 of all time? Yeah, it would. It would top ten of all time living. Yeah, no, genuinely, it it captures something in on on film that I I mean that like the cinematography is just incredible. Um, like the acting is great. The 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 way it captures the era is just mm. fantastic. And there's this just wonderful emotional through line. And I have never felt so moved by a performance by Bill Nye, first of all, but by any actor I've before, like he, he sells me that he is this person. Mm. True definition of, I don't know. Well, a greatest actor of all time sort of thing. He's not going to win the award. You've been telling me this. He's not going to win the Oscar. He's nominated for best actor. Best yeah. actor and, and I genuinely believe he is oh, he deserves deserving oh, yeah. he of d- the he nomination. And I would love to see him win best actor at the oscars but he didn't take the oscar uh, didn't take the bafta didn't he, he hasn't won anything of significance all season screen actors guild bafta choice or globe that's a shame um, but to, just to say briefly um li- living i saw it at the london film festival it was incredibly moving i really was moved by it um i'm not sure it would get anywhere near my sort of top 10 or 25 films of all time um, but you'll be pleased to know as well. And I genuinely, you won't know this, and this will give you great joy. Um, Kazuo Ishiguro uh, was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay at the Academy Awards. Oh, amazing. Um, I did not know that. So, so that's fantastic. We'll, we'll talk, might touch on that category. I mean, I don't think he'll win. He's not likely to win on any evidence. You know, we, I, we talked about a Mike, Mike and Oscar, you know, predicting the Oscars. You can only go on what evidence you have. Mm. Nothing would suggest he would win. Obviously, he's in the ballot, so he could win. Um, but I think that's great. Living adapted screenplay and an acting nom. Um, and I will just say briefly, in a in what I would consider, a, some people would hate me for saying this, a weak-ish year, uh, I would like to have seen Living involved in the best picture conversation, but it never really was which is a shame. It's a, it's a real shame. Not nominated for cinematography. No. Well, that's, I mean, it's got one of the best cinematography. I, well, I don't know if you'd class it as editing these days, you know, it probably it, is. It's a well cut movie and it's visually very enjoyable. I, I really need to know what defines 
these categories as what what defines it as editing what defines it as cinematography it's so difficult because i would say like part of editing is the color grading and you know all of these sort of things but would that then fall under visual effects i i just don't know it's really interesting because on a slight side tangent which i will keep brief i was googling very recently what is cinematography because i really wanted to sort of because I know what it is in my head and I know in practice what it is and it was broken down and colour grading, for example, I know would come under the cinematography category, how they capture and visually portray colour. But then... But the, gra- get- but the grade is done on a computer in a piece of software. Yeah, and I think that would come under cinematography, but then you... Yeah, because it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's so, the way you but, see it, isn't it? Mm. But then... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But that's a visual effect because you're visually <laughs> you're visually affecting the the, the yeah. way you see. No, it, it is. It it's very hard to explain, but it is fascinating. And don't I mean we used to get tied up and everyone made the joke. Remember, there was two sound categories at the Oscars: sound mixing and sound editing. And I remember you telling me the difference, and I still didn't know. And then you explained it to other people, and Mike, Mike, and Oscar never knew, and the, I don't think the Academy knew either. Um, so nobody, now they just nobody have, really knows. Now do they? they just have sound. Sound. I don't even know. What does that mean? Just a lot of sound. How do you give an Oscar for sound? For example, Top Gun Maverick is going to win sound. Well, it was very loud. It was very loud. But I don't have a clue how you win a sound Oscar, but we have no. gone on a tangent. But um, Living was a, a really good film. Um, and I'm glad you're passionate about it. Me too. I really loved it. Um, I also saw Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical, Glass Onion, and Knives Out, and Mystery. No, and Knives Out, Mystery. Um, I saw that in the cinema, actually, and it only was in the cinema for about a week. Yeah, they gave it a cinematic release in what was a bit of an Oscars push, actually, that didn't pay off. But no, good film. Um, yeah, it, I, I, I like I like that Ryan Johnson is... Um, no, no spoilers, by the way. Well, I was going to say is trying to make it like um, a Sherlock Holmes, you know, different novel mm. on the on the bookshelf sort of thing. Um, but he hated the fact that it had a Knives Out mystery in the title, which should have just been called Glass Onion. Um, and I get that because it's a very different, it's a different film. It, it, it has the same, has a character follows on from the previous film but it's such a different tone and different yeah, feel and, um, and i really like that adaptation of where it started so that was that was great um i haven't noted down what other films i saw in december um but i did see some lovely films at the cinema um uh, <laughs> what did i see i was gonna say you've backed yourself into a bit of a corner there oh, december was lovely, a great month i saw, saw some lovely films i saw um well i can't remember um, yeah, I can't remember. What's the greatest Christmas film of all time, David? We did a show on this. I know we did. Um, what would you say? Oh, Merry Christmas! With the guy waving in the black and white. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Yes, that is the greatest Christmas film of all time. Up there with Klaus, I'd say as well. Klaus? Have you never seen Klaus? Not, Craig, look, you've had a bit of time away from the mic. Um that is not the greatest Christmas film of all time. Nowhere near. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah. Have you actually? Yeah. What's it about then? Klaus. What's it about? I'm not giving a dying. I'm not giving a, a synopsis. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I, I'm not giving a synopsis. <laughs> you haven't seen You'll it. You'll never know. I'm just going to. You haven't seen it. I, I, I disagree. That I mean, that's I mean that's not. You can't disagree if you haven't seen it. But I have seen it. But you said you haven't seen it. I know. I said I have seen it. You, have, you said you have seen Why it. Why are we talking you, about Christmas you, films? Because it's December. 
Oh, right. Um, in happy, my list. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, so January then. <laughs> happy New Year. January 2023. And I've seen Avatar The Way of Waters. What did you think of it? Um, the Way of Water, not Waters. The Way of Waters. The Way I Retain Waters. Um, <laughs> what a great film that is. What did I think of that? Um, great. Mm-hmm. Very long. Too long, some might say. Um, and um, Let's test your Oscars knowledge yeah. and film knowledge. Yeah. This film is going to win one Oscar. Mm. It's not even in doubt. It's absolutely 100% going to win it. Which Oscar is it? Visual effects. You are correct. Of course, because we all know that um, the boundaries of Avatar films is pushed with the to the limits of visual effects or what a visual effect can be in mm. these sort of films. Um, so it, yeah. it also got a Best Picture nomination. I will didn't say... It director? Uh, it didn't get director, no. Um, oh, dear. Director was, I think it's tough, actually. It's hard to argue. Well, Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness probably got in at number five. What are we talking about here? Avatar The Way of Water. Um, But you said, did it get in director? Yeah, who's the director? Uh, uh, James Cameron. Yeah, I thought you, I don't know who's the person you just said. Yeah, you said, did it get in director? I said no. You said somebody else's name. Yeah. Well, let me tell you why. Ah, oh. because I and I looked at the nominees and I thought, probably well, Ruben Ostland. Probably- can I can I just note? I did know it was James Cameron as the director, but <laughs> I thought you'd gone a bit mad. And <laughs> I'll have to listen back to this when you release it. But in my head, it made sense. I can see the directors here, and yes. Ruben Ostland was probably the fifth nominee. Right, and he did Triangle of Sadness. Right. So the point I was going to make was if James Cameron was nominated, it probably would have been in the five slot. And actually, Triangle of Sadness was probably a better film than Avatar The Way of War. But I loved the film. I thought it was visually stunning. I hate 3D movies. And I loved it in 3D. Saw it in the oh, IMAX. Oh, you saw it in IMAX. I Ooh. thought it was brilliant. Um, I, di- I didn't see it in IMAX. Just to say, it's essentially the same story rehashed as the first one. Oh, yeah, and the Avatar 3 will be the same thing again. Well, they're, they're expanding the planet, so they've gone from the land to the water, and there's so much more that they can do. You can know. they go in fire? Well, I th- I, well, literally in my head, I, th- I don't know where they're going, but they could go to a part of the island that's volcanic. This kind of feels... Have you, have you, you know the anime Avatar? The Last Airbender. What do you mean? Exactly what I said. <laughs> have you? Have do you know of the anime Avatar: The Last Airbender? No. So it, basically, each uh, the, the Avatar there's a there's a character who is the Avatar, mm-hmm. and he he's he has powers, um, but he can do all of the powers, which is bend air, bend, bend air, yeah, air. <laughs> Dirt. Um, um, How do you bend water. air, You need to watch the show. I mean, it's, honestly, it's a fantastic show. Um, our favourite M. Night Shire the May, whatever his name is. Yeah, Knock um, at the Cabin, have you seen that? No, but can I just finish what I was going to say? So he directed the live-action version <laughs> of Avatar. Um, what are you going on about? The Last Airbender. <laughs> I'm just saying. So Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar, yeah, yeah, yeah. is looking at all of the elements, isn't it? The, the, the earth, the land, the sea... Um, Earth and land are the same. So yeah, looked so, at two so elements, ha- land so and water. Far, and there's four <laughs> films. I wonder if there's going to explore four? any other elements that these... Seven? Is there? I th- well... How many other elements are I there? Think, I think there's six confirmed. Okay, well, 
maybe my theory here is that he's just ripping off other I don't, I don't honestly don't know and but I, I mean I think he is wasn't Pocahontas well I mean yeah but Pocahontas wasn't a complex story Pocahontas is essentially a story of aliens ruining natives land and invading them yeah you know, and then is, you layer over the top of that you know, blue aliens but we're the aliens yeah no that story. no but that yeah that's the commentary and you it, it's essentially a, a war story an invasion story and you you're know, passionate a, about this film. A, a, a destruction of culture i thought it was a great film it was a bit too long um yeah. and it, but visually it was incredible no yeah i i did i did enjoy the film it just wasn't my favorite um just a quick rundown of the really recent films that i've seen then before we talk all things oscars mm. um very recently cocaine bear uh creed three puss in boots the last wish um one of those is oscar nominated which one do you think it is puss in boots the last wish yeah has to be yeah because it was absolutely phenomenal it is a i haven't seen it um heard really good things gilmero del toro's pinocchio will win best animated feature at the oscars but puss in boots is like the third favorite oh it's brilliant honestly i've heard i've heard it's tremendous I've heard from reliable sources that it's one of the best in the whole Shrek Puss in Boots universe. Hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Um, the menu, did I mention the menu? I'd like to talk about that at some point. Shall we talk about it now we then? Can. Go on then, the um, menu. Literally, I was going to say, since, and I do genuinely mean <laughs> this. I wonder if these microphones are picking up the squeaks from your bottom. It's not my bottom, it's my back. Um, I'm on a leather chair. I do want to, I won't say who it was, but there was a day once where I had to peel someone off of this. <laughs> <laughs> and you all know who it was. They Possibly. Pa- they passed out drunk without their shirt on and got stuck to this leather coach. Is that why there's a big rip in it? I, and I had to literally peel them off of it. Oh. <laughs> and, and, oh. and you know who it is. I've, you know. I can have a guess. And I won't say it on, 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 on the podcast, but God bless that man. Um, anyway, the menu. Legitimately, since we've last sat, uh, since we've last sat behind the mic, um, one of my favourite films. Uh, I watched it at Christmas. My brother was down from Manchester and he said, do you want to watch The Menu? It's on Disney+. Plus. And I really didn't want to watch it. Is it because you didn't want to watch it because it's on Disney+. Plus? No, not Did at all. Did that put you off? N- not at all. I just didn't want to watch it. I'd seen a trailer for it and I just thought it didn't look great, um, which is good because I actually trailers now are too long and i've said this before long trailers and good trailers obviously often sorry don't mean good films um but the menu was absolutely fantastic um ray fines was brilliant uh, anna taylor joy both of them received golden globe nominations um nicholas holt was good as well yeah and i think it got a couple of other globe nods um don't quote me on that. It's very in a long award season. It's some people though they know exactly what was nominated, but it definitely got a bit of love, love at the Globes, which I would expect. It's a very Globesy film, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never thought it would do well with the critics, and then on to BAFTA and others. But there's I won't say which scene, but there's one scene in that film um, that slight giveaway, and I don't think it will spoil the film. That involves a cheeseburger, and I think it's one of the best scenes I've ever seen since doing this podcast it was brilliant i loved it i absolutely loved the soundtrack over that scene i loved the layers of meaning behind it um i thought that was a brilliant brilliant film 
if I was choosing 10 films for best picture, the menu would have been one of them. Okay. Legitimately loved that movie. Um, well, speaking, speaking about a film um, that was nominated that I have seen very recently, The Banshees of Inishirin. The Banshees of Inishirin, yeah. Yeah. Now, you don't like this film, do you? It's not that I don't like it. It's well, your your first reaction to it was of let, absolute well, let, hate. Let, not hate. Let, let me tell you the truth. Um, and, <laughs> okay. I'm, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna no, and, and and slight trigger warning. And this is genuinely, I left the cinema legitimately feeling almost suicidal. Like that film was horrific. Yeah. In in what way? It was well. I love. Um, you really need to stop moving. <laughs> Sorry. I love the director. Um, in Bruges is one of my favourite ever ever films. It would probably sneak into a top 25 of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was so heavy would, and it, dark and depressing. It was very it, different to some of his other films, wasn't it? Was it was bereft and barren of any hope, any joy, any... There was, I left the cinema feeling totally empty my soul had been stripped from me stamped on vomited on and, and in terms of in terms of an impactful film yeah. it's one of the most impactful of the year i really want to rewatch it but i'm scared to because i felt awful watching this and there's one bit i will share and it's not a spoiler um where brendan gleason's in confession at a catholic church um and he's talking about the, the donkey um, I won't go into the details too much uh, with that, and uh, and the, and the Catholic priest sort of says, you know, do you, do you really think God cares about donkeys? And Brendan Gleeson's character says, I fear he doesn't, and that's the problem. And as a religious man myself, or a Christian man, I don't like the word religion really. Um, that broke me because it's like that. That is such a deep statement to claim that God Himself doesn't care about the planet essentially about animals about life it was it was oh, it broke me i hate and in that sense i hated it i thought it was a, a really quite horribly horrific film to watch <laughs> and you know what it was it was bizarre it was comical but it was dark comedy really dark and i think it goes that if you know martin martin um mcdonough you know Director of In Bruges. Brilliant film. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And again, another one of my favourite films. Exactly. So he's toned... I think the story here, mixed with his dark sense of humour, has impacted you in a way that you never thought it probably would. And it, it is horrific. Mm. And it is brilliant. And it is did you well... Enjoy it then? I did enjoy it, yeah. I, I did enjoy it. it. And I think you should, because, because there's, there's messages in here that... I think it, you know, he's he's very. The comedy always has some sort of social political commentary behind mm. it. I didn't. Sorry to interrupt. I didn't think much of it was that funny as well, which I thought was difficult. Yeah, which is surprises me because you've got quite a dark sense of humour usually. Oh, horrifically dark, the yeah. darkest. So you know, having those fingers and things happening yeah, with those fingers, and was that supposed to be funny? I mean. I mean, it's quite humorous in some ways that someone would go to that length. Yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch it. Do um, it now. Bear in mind that I 
when I remember reading about it, hearing about it, I wanted it to be involved in Best Picture, which it sort of is and sort of isn't. We've gone on a slight tangent, I guess, with what we're talking about in the sense that we've we've, we've bridged the gap between the films that we've seen mm. and Oscars. And I, I kind of feel like we should maybe just start talking about the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can, I mean, I don't know if you want to insert a jingle or if you just want to... Let's just, let's just do continue. it. Continue, cool. Um, yeah, the, the Banshees of uh, Inner Sheeran um, is nominated for Best Picture. Colin Farrell is nominated for Best Actor. Brendan Gleeson is nominated for Supporting. Barry Kewen is nominated for Supporting. And Carrie Condon is nominated for Supporting Actress. It's got a few coattails on the undercard. Um... It's in a very, very tight race um, with everything everywhere all at once in original screenplay. Um, I, I I, kind of feel like we might be going into a lot of detail with the way we're going to do this. So how about you give me the three big categories? Okay. Give me the three well, big categories. Well, I'd love you to define the three big categories. Uh, best picture. Okay, that's one. Director, act- that's two. And then the third. Well, I'd say, I would say actor and, and, and actress that's are the four. two two big ones with best picture <laughs> yeah so i think i think those three would okay summarize. Right, sorry but i i was do you know what i was doing to justify my uh um what Your i tangent. was saying no it wasn't a tangent i was moving the banshees of inner into the oscars by telling you what it was nominated for great but it's okay you can publicly humiliate me by by moving us on <laughs> um what would you like to know you'd like to know the best picture nominees. yeah let's go down the list of the best pictures nominees and see what i've seen and okay get your expert opinion on why this film is going to win that you've already said is going to win. But yes. I don't think I've said it on the show, but I told you before. But okay. here are the Best Picture nominees. Um, and I will say that they are in betting order. So they're literally, the first one I read is the most likely to win, according to the bookmakers. The last one is the least likely. And I think that helps people know where we are with the race. So the first film, the most likely winner, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Seen it. All Quiet on the Western Front. Haven't seen it. The Banshees of Inishiran. I have seen it. Top Gun Maverick. I have seen it. The Fablemans. Haven't seen it, but seeing it <laughs> on f- Sunday. The Fablemans, sorry. Um, Tar. Seeing on Wednesday. Elvis. Seen it. Avatar. The Way of Waters, as yeah. Craig would say. Seen it. Triangle of Sadness. Have not seen it. And Women Are Talking. Have not seen it. It's actually women talking, but uh, Mark Wahlberg said women are talking at an awards ceremony and got lambasted for it. Anyway, I digress. Those are your 10 uh, Best Picture nominees. I can break the race down very, very simply. Um, Essentially, Everything Everywhere All at Once has won every single award you would need to win to win Best Picture, apart from Best Film at BAFTA which somewhat surprisingly, although I thought it may do this, went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, Really, the best picture race has been five films all year. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once that I will now refer to going forward as Sausage Fingers. Um, (laughs) All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees, Top Gun and The Fablemans. They were the five that were always considered the most likely winners. Um, all of them had a route to best picture. The only one that is executed its route is everything everywhere. Um, Called it. Yeah, you did. Uh, films that I think should have had better award seasons. Uh, Women talking. Uh, thoroughly recommend it. It is literally what it says on the tin. Um, and it's a brilliant film. I, I know that's not 
much of a synopsis. In fact, it's not any synopsis, um, but it's a great film. Triangle of Sadness, too long, but again, a very good film. Um, the Fablemans, there's a narrative where that did a lot better. It was Best Picture favourite. Spielberg was expected to win director. It's a very American film. Um, it didn't do well with the British Academy. Is it quite autobiographical as well? Oh yeah, no, it's it's his life. Well, that's what I thought. I I haven't really I I haven't really been dipping. Uh, I love cinema, mm. but I but with the podcast, I could explore films in a, in a very different yeah. way and really delve into the detail. And I haven't done that this year, or maybe last year even since we last put, you know put, did anything. Mm. I haven't really, and I I know the Fablemans is Spielberg. Yeah, and it's I, essentially his life story. Okay. from a child interesting because i've seen a i've seen a trailer and i did think well, this could be quite, this looked quite autobiographical yeah. and that's all i that's all i know right? and you know there's elements of his upbringing that might bring true with sort of an element of yours in terms of his faith background if that makes sense interesting um so and that and that's a really there's an there's a real interesting angle with that and think essentially the anti-Semitism that he was subjected to in his youth and then in his, in his adult life as well. The film might have done better at the box office and in general, if it was literally called the Spielbergs, I think um, because everyone knows it's him. It's literally a story about a filmmaker an aspiring young filmmaker. I mean, if I could pick that up somewhat from the trailer, it's yeah. going to be quite obvious. But again, for your non- film goer and someone who hadn't seen the trailer they wouldn't know the fablemans was about steven spielberg yeah it might be a bit weird to name a film after yourself though well you know if anyone can do it steven can (laughs) um and yeah so everything everywhere all at once look i didn't like that film I've, i've i just said it might be a bit weird naming a film after yourself after praising val kill <laughs> for the film Val. yeah but the context is different to that film i guess so yeah um it's, he's not making it into a work of fiction no. i mean look, everything everywhere all at once or sausage fingers as i will call it and i did say i would do that um it's just going to win best picture um if you want to know why listen to me on mike mike and oscar that episode is by the time this is out will be out um you the, hope because i might get this out quite quickly yeah all Quiet on the Western Front is the only film that can possibly beat it on the night, but you are literally in tinfoil hat territory. So I haven't seen it yet. Um, you, I tell you now, you will, other than the slight twist of the adaptation, you will love that movie. I am very excited to watch it, and I've been meaning to watch it for a long, long, long time. And I'm going to say one thing briefly. Subtitles. How did you know that? I just know. I, just, I told you this. No, you haven't. I just know it needs to be watched with subtitles. It needs it needs to be watched in the original German mm-hmm. with subtitles. And do Charis, not Charis, if she's going to watch, watch it, it in the dubbed English, do not no. it, watch yeah. it in the dubbed yeah. English. If, Anyone, it's terrible. If I watch it with Charis, she would demand that because she speaks German and she would understand exactly oh, what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that would be great for her. Um, yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll move it on to the to the acting categories. And I'll 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 just say in terms of what I think will have a good Oscars Sunday, I think everything everywhere all at once. Sausage fingers. Why do I keep saying the whole bloody name? Just call it sausage fingers. Sausage fingers will do very very well. I'm also predicting a really good night for Elvis. Um, 
hate to say this, I have backed Brendan Fraser to win Best Actor. Um, but I think Austin Butler will probably win that. We'll talk about that in a sec. But I expect Elvis will win hair and makeup, costume design, could win production design, could win cinematography, could go home with five Oscars, which will definitely put it at number two behind everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I think the Fablemans will go home empty-handed. Um, I have, I definitely have that winning zero. Um, and there's a few others. Babylon, Damien Chazelle's Babylon. We didn't even mention that. I haven't even seen it. You'll love that. It's a real old school Hollywood l- love song to Hollywood. Yeah. The production design's brilliant. It's got the soundtrack of the year. Uh, the soundtrack to Babylon is, I don't like the word masterpiece, but it's a brilliant soundtrack. Um, Good stuff. But yeah, best actor uh, in betting order, most likely winner, although I disagree with this. Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Austin Butler, Elvis. Colin Farrell, The Banshees, Bill Nye, Living, and Paul Mescal, The After Sun. It's a great lineup of actors. And Mescal in After Sun, you'll love it. I saw it at the London Film Festival. Impossible, really, to give a, di- a diagnosis. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'd like to but give it a that. synopsis. Then. A synopsis. I, 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 I can't. It's complicated. It's a good film. Seek it out. I don't know where you can see it. Some niche market, uh, movie or. Brit box or something would something like that or one of your independent cinemas might be reshowing yeah. it because it's oscar season um seek them out definitely it's, it's a great performance um that's a damn annoying category look do you want a, an, an is it worth it exclusive go on then so you see me well actually you might not even see me on twitter pumping the let's go brendan narrative and i've been on this bandwagon all year mostly because of it's the it's the comeback story he's a beloved sort of heartthrob of hollywood that drifted away was the victim of some terrible things and has fought his way back and that's the narrative i ran with and i explain on mike mike and oscar why that narrative is probably dead because the comeback has happened he doesn't need an oscar to justify the comeback he's won a screen actors guild he's won a critics choice he's been everything everywhere all at once in award season um <laughs> so he doesn't need to win an oscar um mm. to cement that um but the exclusive is as much as i shout about brendan fraser and why i think he will win i do think Elvis is probably Austin Butler a better performance. I really do. Um, Bill Nye. I'm sorry. He's going to win. Well, he's not. <laughs> you know what? In my head, in my world, he deserves to win. I don't disagree. And I want him to win. So I'm going to say I'm going to say he wins. And if he wins, can you eat? Oh, well, what do you want me to eat? I will eat anything. Socks. Your sock. A they're, sock. They're impossible to eat. Okay. Um, any any edible it doesn't even need to be edible any digestible an incredibly hot chili yeah deal perfect we're shaking hands for those that can't hear um, or see what we're doing he he needed to win BAFTA to be remotely in the in the race look he's on the ballot so uh, can he, I just say that if he loses I'm not eating the chili no he could win in theory but again there's no evidence. He's literally not won anything that would suggest that Academy members would then vote for him. It's but, Butler versus Fraser. That but it's happened upset. before. Things have <sighs> never, you know. There are upsets, but they normally are. come from people who are sitting at number two or three who have won a previous award. You know, he, well, had, he didn't win BAFTA. 
He didn't win Screen Actors Guild. He didn't win Critics' Choice. And he didn't... I don't even know if he was nominated at Golden Globe. Let's just put it this way. It's wishful thinking. I'm going to be very wishful. Well, you can say I hope he wins, but he won't win. I hope he wins. In my head, he will. (laughs) I tell you what. I, not only will I eat a hot, I will eat a hot chili. I and also, I mean, he's fifty to one, by the way. And when I mean, when I say chili, I mean like not a chili con carne. I mean no, like, a chili pepper. Exactly. Um. So yeah, according to the betting, according to the season that we've had, it looks like a race between Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler. I really, really want Brendan Fraser to win because I love him as a man. I love everything he stands for, the comeback. But I think Austin Butler will win simply because. Elvis has a Best Picture nomination. It's probably winning costume and hair and makeup. It could win cinematography. There's more of a narrative for Butler. Best Actress. Yes, please. Betting order again. Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Kate Blanchett, Tar. Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And Anna De Armas for Blonde. That's the betting order. So, I'm seeing... I've told um, you the betting order, which is annoying, because you know which is the most likely winner. Who would you pick to win? Well... Bearing in mind, I think you've only seen one of the performances, I think, and you'd probably pick her anyway. Um, well, I would love to say everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, but Michelle I'm seeing... Yeah, yeah Michelle Yeoh. Um, which I'm, I'm, I'm seeing on Sunday no on Wednesday and I know she's overdue an Oscar Blanchett yeah she's 12 12 years 12 years apart I don't know well it depends how you define it I mean put it this way she's a seven time nominee and a two time winner and the two time wins oh they're a while years apart and this is now the 12th year again it, it really apparently I might that have got seems, that totally wrong. That seems... That's 36 years. How old is she? About 50. Maybe I've got this <laughs> terribly wrong. What I would say is it's... I think it's been a fair while since she won. There's definitely a gap. And it's the same gap. There could be a... I mean, you can Google it and I'll waffle on about this category. <laughs> um, essentially, the narrative here is... And this is what Academy members face. Everything Everywhere All at Once is going to win Best Picture. Do you back up its picture win with a nod to Michelle Yeoh? She would be the second ever woman of colour to win an Oscar for Best Actress following Halle Berry's win in 2002, I think. She would be the first ever Asian woman. I hope I've expressed that correctly. I hope that's the right term to win a Best Actress Oscar. Or do you give it to Kate Blanchett, seven-time nominee, two-time winner, for arguably her best ever performance, and that's saying something because she was extraordinary in Avatar, won the Oscar, DiCaprio was also great in it. Um, that's the narrative. Does Hollywood give it to Blanchett and say, have your third Oscar, or does it make front-page news with Michelle Yeoh? And it is literally a coin toss, by the way. Both of them have won awards that suggest they can win the Oscar. So I definitely got the... um the gap wrong okay it's not 12 years it's like nine years eight years something like that so it's like 2005 um best supporting actress elizabeth the golden age something like that no the aviator oh was that sorry the, the aviator 
Best Actress, Blue Jasmine. Blue, oh, bloody hell. 2014, that was. And now 2023. Which, hang on. Is it's, nine years. Yeah. So it's nine years apart, 2005 to 2014. And then 2014 to 2023. Oh, right. Okay. So it's a nine year gap. I, yeah. was, I was a bit off. So it is right. I was right. Yeah, sorry. I, so I she is due her third Oscar. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> is that a narrative? I mean, you can run with it. I'm going to go with it. I, and forgive me, I, I'm very sort of anal about Oscars. stuff, And I don't know why I said Elizabeth the Golden Age. That just popped into my head. I'm not even sure what the context of that was. Um, I mean, she did get a Best Actress nomination in 2008 for Elizabeth the Golden Age. There you go. That's why, That's why it popped head. into your head. So I'm not completely she mental. She also got a Best Actress award, uh, nomination for Elizabeth um, in 1999. Mm. Best Supporting Actress nomination um, in 2007 for Notes on a Scandal. Yeah. Um, and again in 2008, she got nominated Best Supporting Actress for I'm Not There. Yeah. Um, so she's been nominated many a times. Yeah, seven. And winning... Twice. Twice with... Two that are nine years apart, yeah. and now it's nine so years again. So, what do you again. think? Because, by the way, um, it's coin. It is literally a coin toss. I haven't seen Tar yet, so. Well, um, let me just tell you, it's a it's a best picture nominated to, film. How do you say it? Is it Tar, tar. or or Sar? Tar is how I've heard everyone say it. Okay, fair enough. But without seeing it, it's a best picture nominee, so it's a good film, and people argue it's her best ever performance. Then I would say she may win this. I would have agreed with you, but Michelle Yeoh won the Screen Actors Guild, which is the last major precursor. Did you enjoy Everything Everywhere All at Once? I, I hated that. Did film. you think she did a good performance? She in was. A, she gave a very good performance. But is it Oscar winning? In your opinion, <sighs> I think. Even though I disliked that film, you're go, you're you're moved by the markets. You're I'm influenced not. by by betting odds in some ways. Now, it, what does your heart say? Well, Kate Blanchett, what does or, your brain or as, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, who's that? <laughs> who's that crazy director? Did uh, Django and uh, Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Kate Blanchett. I'll have to send you the video. He just says Kate Blanchett in the most ridiculous way ever. Okay. She's essentially been the favourite to win all year. Yeah. I've always thought Michelle Yeoh would win because there's a narrative that I think is better than, and and I hate it making it a thing about race, but I know if Blanchett wins, it will be Oscar so white again. That's what people will say. Does Kate Blanchett need a third Oscar? No. Will she be nominated for another Oscar? Yes. Will okay. Michoyo ever be nominated again? Probably not. If that is the narrative that you're going with, then you're probably right. Um, but the Academy loves Kate Blanchett, so they may just tick that box. Exactly, and it's a coin toss. I'm, I, I'm literally, if you want to do, if you do a ballot, toss a coin. It's blindfold, blindfold on, and throwing the dart at the dartboard, blindfolded, and hitting either one of them. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've, you know what, David, I've really enjoyed this. Are we? Are we? Are we coming to? Are coming into land? I think we are coming into land. There's David. so many other characters I want to talk about. Yeah, this isn't fair. He started playing the music. Gives me no choice. Look. Like I said Elvis will have a good night. Um, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis might win an, an Oscar. 
you, you know for what? Everything everywhere all at once. Just just so you know. Lovely. Um, can we talk about this now <laughs> on a post-Oscar show where we have done our research? We've done our time. We've. I've done my bloody research. You have. Let's just. Thank you. <laughs> why, why have you just cut me off? This isn't fair. Thank you very much for listening to Is, is It Worth It, the film review podcast. Now, it's been, <laughs> it's been absolutely wonderful to be back behind the microphone speaking Bloody to unfair. you over the internet waves, those ones and zeros coming into your ears and converted to an analogue signal. Original scores are really interesting category. Look, we'll talk about it <laughs> next time. I was playing devil's advocate there. That was a comedy sketch. You didn't get the joke. The, our next show that we do will be predominantly Oscars. Will it? Yeah, why not? We'll have, a, we'll have an Oscar episode. We're deciding this here and here. Here and here. But here what, and there. What, what, talking about the winners? I mean... Yeah, talking about the winners. There won't be much to talk about. Why not? Well... Well, best, best best picture's done, but I mean, there'd be lots of fun in the under undercard, which you didn't let me talk about. Look, like, well, and that's what we'll do on the next show. Anyway, we just want to thank, we just want to thank our true dedicated listeners. There are two who are supporting us via Patreon still and have been all this mm. time. Uh, as Lawline and the Gaming Bear, thank you both so so much for for waiting patiently for us to bring new content mm. out and we are going to do our very best to bring you some really great reviews um and we're going to bring you some great oscar stuff um a post oscar show and we're going to really do a great show this has been a little bit more impromptu it's been a little bit more off the cuff mm. but we've really enjoyed being back i, behind I don't the mind microphone. doing a post oscar show because you you've said it now but i did want to um expand on that if you may i know i know the jingle's coming to an end but i i, I wanted to carry on talking you can shake your head, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep talking. I wanted to thank Lorelai and the Gaming Bear, um, just as you have done. You're gonna cut me off, aren't you? Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's just not on. <laughs>